0: Yes, we continue in the season of love. There is just one thing about this morning. I just feel there is a lot of energy in this place. Uh, I think the spirit of love is really uh, doing something. Can I say something about the guys? Uh, Guys, you look good. Mm Not that the, girl, the, the ladies are not looking good, but guys, there's just uh, something I think that is happening. Mm-hmm. We thank God. <laughs> Keep it up. I was telling my wife yesterday that, you know, I don't feel like uh, dressing up in a suit tomorrow. <laughs> I just want to take it easy. Mm? Love is easy. <laughs> <laughs> Love is flowing. <laughs> and this is exactly what I've met this morning. Shall we give God a clap offering? <laughs> that we have to do, that we have to write, even as uh, I'm preaching. We are still in the season of love. Amen. Shall we pray? Father, in the name of Jesus, we want to thank you for your loving kindness. We want to thank you that you are indeed a God who loves us, a God who cares for us, and a God who's there for us in each and every situation and circumstance. Father, we thank you that as we celebrate the season of love. You are the God who's going to guide us in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, this morning I pray that even as we look at uh, today's topic that love doesn't anger, we'll be able to synchronize love and anger. We'll be able, my Heavenly Father, from your word to see where where love starts from and uh, where anger, my Heavenly Father, comes in. I pray that my God and my Father, if we are a people who are clouded with anger, today we shall know how to manage love. We give you praise, we give you honor and glory, in Jesus' name, amen. Okay, well, we are continuing with the season in love, and today we are saying love is not easily angered. Have your books handy, because there are some... Uh, Uh, words that we need to fill in and uh, we shall be guided. Of course, we continue with our main verse, which is 1 Corinthians chapter 13 and verses 5. 1 Corinthians chapter 13 verses 5. Check, we have it. NIV, it says it does not dishonor others. That's love. It does it is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. And today we are underpinning on it is not easily angered. Amen. I love what the Amplified Bible also says. It says it is not rude. It is not self-seeking. It is not provoked or overly Sensitive and easily angered, over the sensitive or easily angered, it does not take into account a wrong endured. Furthermore, King James King James Version says, doth not behave itself unseemingly, seeketh not our own, is not easily provoked, thinketh no evil. So that's love as we love, issues like evilness, issues like infighting, issues like that which appears to diminish the love that we are supposed to experience is what we are going to look at. I'm calling today's message, Anger Management in Love. Hallelujah. And I want us to know that um, Yes, we can get angry, and then we know, is being angry li- really sin? When does being angry become sin, and when is being angry no more? Hallelujah. Because at one point or the other, whether we like it or not, at one time, we get angry. Now, this anger must be managed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, as I was um, looking into this, I said, uh, how do we define love? So, I'll start with love. And I went for a biblical definition of love. Amen. Here goes. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. And then we go to our main verse. It is not rude. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no records of wrongs. Hallelujah. So in our live life, if we are struggling with patience, then today we are going to learn how we should manage that. We are struggling with patience kindness. We are struggling with envy. In this season of love, these things, as much as they are there, but we should learn how to manage them so that we keep flowing in love. Amen. Anger. What is Okay. Anger is an emotion characterized by antagonism towards someone or something you feel has deliberately done something wrong. wrong. So anger I can say is not inbuilt per se. It's not a default setting in our lives, but it's an emotion. It's something that we, 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 we feel. Something that we envision. Something that, instead of pulling in one direction, we pull in different, in different directions. Pulling against what? Pulling against that which you and I feel. Somebody. Has done wrong. Hallelujah! So as you feel this person has hurt me, and you just think of vengeance, I must also do something so that he feels that I'm not feeling good. Hence, anger creeps in. There is no more anger, and there's no more anger. Hallelujah! Now we want to manage this anger so that we maintain our love. Amen. Hear this. It can give you a way to express negative feelings, for example. Or motivate you to find solutions to problems. But excessive anger can cause problems. Hallelujah. That is why we need to manage anger. If our love life is to flow smoothly, we need to manage anger. Let's just hear more about anger. Allow me to quote Chris Warren and I quote. Anger is the most misunderstood and by the way misapplied emotion of all the emotions that we have as human beings. It is not necessarily seen. Hallelujah. So, Anger is not necessarily sin. It's normal to be angry. But excessive anger is what may lead one into sin. And hence the need to manage anger. We proceed. A lot of people think anger is always a sin. Not necessarily. Sometimes anger is the most appropriate response. Hallelujah. Actually, anger is a capacity given to you by God. God gets angry. There is sometimes that you should get angry. Sometimes, anger is an evidence of love. Did you hear that? Sometimes, anger is an evidence of love. You say, how, Nicholas? Look here when you touch or attack my most prized possession, that is my wife, Mayina, there. (laughs) (laughs) You will see the other side of me. (laughs) (laughs) And I believe it is so to my other uh, husbands and even the wives and even you guys your friends your girlfriends your brothers your sisters should someone touch that most prized possession then they will see the other side of you that is anger that is no more anger i mean you you can't just attack my wife or my son and i just look at you and say god bless you no 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh yes I will say one or two things that will even make you wonder if uh, really when I come to church I mean it. Hmm? <laughs> then, <laughs> then of course have time with my God and say yes. Ah, no, for God, forgive me I overstepped. Hmm? Hallelujah. Yes so anger is not always seen as we may perceive but it is overstepped anger That is sin. Hallelujah. I said sometimes anger is evidence of love. If somebody, okay, the opposite of anger is love, is not anger. But the opposite of love is apathy. What is apathy? Showing or feeling no interest or enthusiasm or any concern. Like I said, you touch my most prized possession and I just say, praise the Lord. That is apathy. Mm. And that is the opposite of love. Mm. Hallelujah. You should have a deep feeling for that person you say you love. And particularly in this season of love, I pray that the open church shall experience this love and that it will flow. We will look to each other. We will pray for each other and we will guard ourselves because we love each other. Hallelujah. We continue. There are some times in life when you get angry, the problem is not anger. The problem is whether it is appropriate or inappropriate. Hallelujah. Appropriate or inappropriately expressed. Managed anger is actually a good thing. It produces good marriages, managed anger. It produces good marriages, it produces good leadership, managed anger. In good churches, good businesses, and many other things. Knowing how to put your anger in its proper place. That's Chris Warren. So, as I've said today, I want us to look at anger management. Anger or temper. How do you tame your temper? How do you tame your temper or your anger? And uh, we'll give Antidotes to resolving your temper, to managing your temper, to cooling down your temper. And the first resolve, even as you look at your books there, it's just saying resolve. Now, we are saying resolve to control it. Resolve to control it. Controlling what? The temper. Controlling what? The anger. So it must be your resolve and my resolve to control the temper. Nobody will come to you to control the temper because sometimes you are on your own. So that anger must be controlled at one time or the other. So let's resolve, let's choose, let's endeavor to control the anger. The word of the Lord in Proverbs 29:11 Proverbs 29:11 says a fool gives vent to his anger but a wise man keeps himself under control So if you want to be wise keep that temper down control that temper and where are we getting this? We are getting it from the word of God. Because if we want wisdom, let us fetch it or ask it from God and he will give us. Hallelujah. Antidote two. In your booklet, it is saying remember. Now we are saying remember the cost. Remember the cost. Sometimes anger will drive you to doing certain things that you regret later. Here is in, we are in the house. I'm a a Liverpool soccer fan. And then we are watching football. mm? And then Liverpool is outplayed. mm? To a point where I feel the way they were playing, even if I were to put Chimwemwe there, it could do better. Now what is this? And I just ram, ran amok in the house, breaking the TV, breaking the glasses, and even the windows. No, this Liverpool. <laughs> just Liverpool. Losing, and I lose control. Breaking the TV and all this stuff. You know what will follow next? When I get down to myself or I come to, I will also have to look at buying another TV. Mm. Glasses that have broken. Look at the cost. Just because I couldn't manage my anger, it has led me to that. Some of us have lost relationships because we cannot control or handle our anger. You say things to your girlfriend. You say things to your boyfriend. You say things to your wife. And tomorrow, she says, I'm packing. I'm going back to my parents. Hmm? At that point, you are saying, I don't care. You can go. Hmm. Tomorrow comes. Tomorrow comes, Chimwemwe has to go to school. Tomorrow comes, I have to eat. My clothes have to be washed, to washed. But meanwhile, because of anger, my wife is not there. Mm. Your friend is not there. Look at the cost. You have to go now to, to our in-laws, New down. I'm sorry, I'm coming back for my wife. Look at the shame. Mm. Mm. Look at the shame. Mm. remember the cost hallelujah the word of god says in proverbs 29:22 a hot tempered man gets into all kinds of trouble so if you don't want to manage your temper then be ready to get into all sorts of trouble and bear the cost hallelujah The word of God again in uh, Proverbs uh, fourteen twenty nine. It won't be there. It says, anger causes mistakes. Like what I just illustrated, breaking things all over just because Liverpool have, uh, has been beaten. Mm. Does it make sense? Doesn't. Proverbs fourteen seventeen also says, people with hot tempers do foolish things. Because mm. of course breaking the TV is foolish. What, can, what else can you say? Mm. It's just foolish. Hallelujah. Mm. You break up your relationship just because uh, uh, somebody is uh, b- b- jokingly saying, you know, I say no, this year it's, it's nothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. Antidote three. (laughs) Antidote three. I told you that the atmosphere I'm seeing and I'm feeling is just electric. (laughs) Hallelujah. Antidote three. There in your booklet it's saying reflect. What should we reflect on? Reflect before reacting. Hallelujah. Reflect before reacting. Meaning... Think before you act. Or else, something else will come up. Hallelujah. Mm. The word of God today is strong. Proverbs twenty nine eleven is saying, A stupid man gives free rein to his anger. A wise man waits and let, lets it grow cool. <laughs> Hallelujah. To grow cool. That's why I'm saying today I wanted to be cool. Mm? I wanted to look like uh, the way the guys are looking so that we can relate, hey, Mm? relate nicely. Mm? Because, you see, what happens is, if you, there was one time I regret, I was uh, invited to an occasion, Mm? simple occasion, then, uh, well, us suits, they are work suits. Not those blue things, and what? Us these normal suits, nicely dressed. Those it's our work suits. So I was dressed like that. But when I looked at the people who were there, they were just at ease. They were cool. <laughs> I think um, I should read the the, the situation before. So uh, re- reflect before reacting. Meaning think. Before you act. Before breaking that TV and glasses, think. <laughs> Hallelujah. Before breaking of that relationship because somebody says, Arsenal you know, this year is nothing, think. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Reflect before reacting. The word of God in Proverbs 19.11 says, A man's wisdom gives him patience. Hallelujah. So we ask wisdom from God. And when God gives us wisdom, the wisdom that comes from God gives us patience. Hallelujah. So we need to be patient. Reflect before reacting. Simply put, think before you act. Amen. As you reflect, as you reflect before reacting, as you think before you act, there are those three dots that you are seeing in your booklets. And these are the questions that we must ask ourselves as we reflect before thinking. Even when you are angry, in your state of anger, absolute anger, please let us ask ourselves these three questions. Question number one. Why am I angry? Huh? Yes, you are angry, but why? (laughs) But why? (laughs) But why? Second, what do I really want? In that state of anger, fine, agreed you are angry, but why are you angry? And what do you want? Uh Uh-huh. What do I really want? And how can I get it? Mm-hmm. Gentlemen, we are relating today. Mm-hmm. These ladies, they are good people. That's why we end up marrying them and reproducing having more children. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that we can have youth here, filled to capacity the church. Now hear this. Sometimes, as you are pursuing them, and vice versa, even ladies, there are those situations that happen, and then you you get angry. You are driven to anger. Now, in that situation of anger, ask yourself these three questions. Why am I angry? I am angry because the lady or the man I'm pursuing is not giving me attention, so I'm angry. We have established that. You are angry because the person you are pursuing is not giving you attention. What do I really want? What do you want? You want the love and attention of that person who is not giving you attention. So you are angry. And yes, you, are, you have to be angry. Because I remember even when I was pursuing and you know, things were not moving like I expected. I was getting angry. Mm. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. Then how can I get it? How can you get that lady or that man? Three questions. When you ask yourself those three questions, we'll deal with your anger. Now, how do, what do you do to get that lady? Last, It's the other week. We were talking to, to, to you guys. What, what you do is, you can't get through no matter what you try. Nothing is happening, and therefore you are angry. And that's why you are asking, what do I really want? And the answer is, you want that lady, or you want that guy. Now, what do you do? That is why we are here. The pastors are here. The leadership is here. Those who have experience, we have experience in these issues. Come. <laughs> Come and talk to us. I, I, you know, that lady... But it's not working. Then we'll begin, have you done this? Oh, have you done this? Oh, have you done this? We we'll spice it with the word of God. And before long, before long, that anger will be gone. Because now, you have be in love. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. So ask yourself those three questions. The word of God in Psalms 141 verses 3 says, Lord, help me control my tongue. Help me be careful about what I say. Sometimes it's because of what we say that leads the other not to see us or uh, concentrate on what we are doing, what we say. So, when you are talking from a point of love, especially in this season of love, love should rule, love should reign, such that even when we are speaking, we are talking love. Hallelujah. Because the word says, it's from the abundance of the heart that the mouth speaketh. So, whatever you are speaking, if it's coming from the abundance of love, within two minutes, you can win that lady or that gentleman. Hallelujah. (laughs) The word of God in Proverbs 20 and verses 1 continues to say, young men, drinking too much makes you loud and foolish. It is stupid to get drunk. It's not me. It's the word of God. It's not me. It's the word of God. So some of these issues, we must come to terms with them. Fine, you go to get drunk, and then when you get drunk, you lose your self-control. And when you lose your self-control, my, my, you can say anything, you can do anything. And some people, I think some some pretend, because I also drank beer at one time. I only quit in 2000. How many years ago? 21. So I think I'm cleansed. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> so never take to the drink. Never take to hard liquor when you feel frustrated, when you feel angered. Because the result that comes out is even hateful to your partner or the situation. Quickly, how I stopped drinking, I was drinking, I was enjoying my beer, and I could drink like no man's business. It's either my money runs out, or the the drinking place is closed. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Hallelujah. (laughs) But I noticed one thing, whenever I was drunk, there was no peace in the house. My wife not happy, children not happy it's now that I know that it's the Holy Spirit that spoke to me and said, I think this issue must come to an end. I just said one day, no more drinking and I've never gone back. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. 21 years ago. I deserve a clap. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Antidote 4. Release my anger appropriately. Appropriately. Okay, We have said if, if we followed anger is normal and, uh, and it, it should just be managed. When does anger become sin? So now antidote four, there it is saying release. So now we are saying release my anger appropriately. Hallelujah. The word of God in Ephesians 4.26 is saying if you became, become angry, don't let your anger lead you to sin. Hallelujah. If you become angry, but don't allow, don't let your anger lead you to sin. How? Just because you are angry, you start insulting, you will talk printables things that you will regret later. Hallelujah. Proverbs 15, 1 says, a gentle answer quiets anger, but a harsh one stares it up. In this season of love, I am praying that church, even when you see a colleague is angry, and that colleague comes to you, and even when you feel that what is saying does not make sense, what will help that colleague is that just quiet and still answer. Somebody, probably somebody's high on beer, somebody's high on on coke, high on whatever, and then he just comes to you and says, do you know that you are stupid? That anger he has and asking you, that will be provoked or will be simmered down depending on how you react to that. Depending on how you react to that. Somebody says, do you know that you are stupid? No, I, I, then I say, no, you can even lengthen it further. <laughs> can you ask me, do you know that you are foolish? Do you know that you are mad? <laughs> now let me tell you, scientifically, we are all mad. <laughs> scientifically, we are all mad. What differs is just the degree of madness into someone. <laughs> In others, it's so high that you can even see them in the road and say, yes, that one is really mad. (laughs) Others like me, not so magnified that I can even dress up, marry, have a family, and even believe in a God and preach his word. But I'm mad. (laughs) (laughs) Hallelujah. So you can imagine somebody asked, asked, do you know that you are foolish? And then you explain that. Now you'll be spooked. Oh, actually, I'm also mad. I'm also foolish. It's just the degree <laughs> that matters. So instead of that person getting more incensed, he simmers down, knowing that he is also mad. <laughs> And the way he's behaving, he realizes that the degree of madness in, in him is even higher. <laughs> and therefore, he simmers down because now he knows that I will appear more foolish to you than, than the one I'm telling you. Do you know that you are foolish? Hallelujah. So, release anger appropriately. A gentle answer quietens anger, but a harsh one... Stairs it up. Hallelujah. Quickly, we go to antidote number five. Re, re your mind. Re patent your mind. Hallelujah. Mm. Have your mind transformed. We had recently a phase where we are talking about transformation. So that also helps in anger management. Because when you are transformed, you are no longer in the things of darkness. You are no longer a child of the evil one. But now you have seen the light. Do we remember that uh, song we are diving to? Now I see the light. You, You remember that one? When you see the light, you have seen the light and you celebrate So, let us repattern our minds. The word of God in Romans 12, 2a says, don't copy the behavior and customs of the world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. That is transformation. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Proverbs 22:24 24 goes further to say, keep away from angry, short-tempered people, or you will learn to be like them. Hallelujah. Keep away from angry, short-tempered people, or you will learn to be like them. This has helped me. I talked about the way I was drinking, and I said I no longer drink beer. You know what has sustained it? I no longer associate with the places where I used to go and drink beer. I no longer associate with those friends who the only thing we could talk about was drinking beer. Even after I changed, you try to speak to them and whatever, but they, want, they still want to go and drink. So what I've done is detached distanced myself from those places hallelujah (laughs) so even us in this situation as a church we are friends we are brothers and we are sisters differentially blessed and anointed hallelujah that's why some will come here and sing and take me to heaven just by singing today's singing has been absolutely wonderful (laughs) I don't know why Pastalina was doubting the new song that was introduced because that song just built me. <laughs> Hallelujah. So, iron sharpens iron. If you want to be sharpened in love, if you want to be sharpened in truth, <clears throat> be attracted, be magnetized to that person who will sharpen you up. Those Who won't sharpen you up? Keep a distance. I can assure you, I have a lot of friends who I have kept a distance. They are my friends. We can say hi, 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 but I'm not always with them. Because if you keep with those, you will learn their manners. Then it will be difficult for you to be transformed. Hallelujah. Antidote 6, rely on God's help. This cannot be overemphasized. There is nothing positive that we can do if we rely on our own help, on our own thinking, on our own doing. So we have to rely on God's help. Hallelujah. Romans 15.5 says, patience and encouragement come from God. I pray God will help you all agree with each other the way Jesus wants it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This takes us to the fruits of the Spirit. In Galatians 22, there is patience. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, and faithfulness. These are the fruits. And when we rely on God, we will get this. How do, we get to our, to, how do we get to God? We always have to pray to God. We always have to call on to God. Jeremiah 33 3 says, call to me and I will answer you and give you great and unsearchable things you do not know. Matthew 12:34 says, "Whatever is in your heart determines what you say. From the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh." In closing, in closing, very, very important. Ezekiel 36:26: I think crown it all for today's message, and it says. I will give you a new heart. Put a new spirit in you. I will remove the stone heart from your body and replace it with a heart that God willed and not self-willed. So in this season of love, church, I implore you that we go by Ezekiel 36, 26. Because God is saying he is going to renew our hearts. He is going to transform our hearts. And when he transforms, he will remove that heart, that stone heart from our bodies. And there won't remain a vacuum there. He is saying, I will replace it with a heart that God willed and not Self willed. And that there is no better thing that we can ask for from our God. So, church, as we recollect on the antidotes of managing our anger, because when we manage our anger, then we will flow in love, not just in marriages, but also in courtship, in friendship, and in the church setup. I pray that these antidotes will be speaking to us. And today, making it special, we will remember the love of our Lord Jesus Christ. God loved us so much that he sent us his only begotten son, Jesus Christ. That whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. For God did not send Christ that he may come to condemn this world but that through him, the world might be saved. And we are going to marry this season of love with transformation, transformation that comes from God. And how are we going to do this? We are going to synchronize it by doing what the Lord Jesus Christ left us. The Lord Jesus Christ came and died for us on the cross of Calvary. His body was mowed, His body was beaten. Jesus died a painful death. And his blood was shed on the cross of Calvary. So that you and I may have salvation. So he left us with eh, these emblems. As we remember the greatest love that was performed by our God sending us his son, Jesus Christ. He told us to partake. He told us to partake of the communion. The the bread signifying his body that was beaten, that was sliced, and the blood represented by the drink signifying his blood that was shed on the cross of Calvary. So this morning, it's an invitation. As we are invited to love. As we are invited to accept the Lord Jesus Christ as our personal Savior, we are also being invited to the table to partake of the Holy Communion. So as our hosts go round, take the bread representing the body of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Take the drink representing the blood of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, that was shed on the cross of Calvary. And the Bible says, without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sins. I want, as we take it this morning, we take it that we are going to be changed. We take it with a forgiving heart. We We take it with a joyful heart. We take it with a praising heart. We take it knowing that our God has transformed us. Shall we take the communion in Jesus' name? Thank you, Jesus. Father, in the name of Jesus, we want to thank you for your greatness, for your love, for your care and for the transformation that you've given to us as your children. As we have partaken of the Holy Communion, Father, we pray that you forgive us for our sins, and that we also forgive those who have done good, bad, or evil to us. We pray that our Father, in this season of love, may we go by the six antidotes, that we've learned of this morning. May we, Father, depend on you in all that we do. Holy Spirit, we welcome you. Holy Spirit, we call upon you to lead us, to guide us as a church. In the mighty name of Jesus. And now, Father, I pray that for those feel weak, I pray that by the power of the Holy Spirit, may they be strengthened in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray, Father, that you stretch forth your healing hand upon those who are unwell, They may seek in their bodies, they may have worries or anxieties. Father, I pray that may the power of the Holy Spirit speak to such and speak to us all, even as we are healed this morning in Jesus' name. I pray, Father, for oneness and unity in our families, in our marriages, in our relationships, and in this church. I just pray that, Father, may we just be engulfed in this love, love that does not easily anger. And I pray that our God and our Father, this anger management that you have taught us today, will be with us and will live with us now and forever. For those, Father, who have not received the Lord Jesus Christ as their personal Savior, Father, an invitation is being extended. If any one of us doesn't remember of any time that one gave one's life to the Lord Jesus Christ, the time is now. Feel free, feel free to raise your hand so that we pray together and that you may receive Christ as your personal Savior. This love, you can only experience it when Christ is in you and you are in Christ. And for those who need more prayers, pastors, the leaders are here after church. We can come to the front and see the pastors and the leaders so that we can pray together. Father, we thank you for the word. And now, Father, may the grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, the love of God our Father, and the communion of the Holy Ghost be with us now and forever. In the blessed name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, we pray with a lot of thanksgiving in our hearts. Amen and amen.